Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Spartans said they were tougher. The Spartans said they would flinch. And they did. Hey, you are looking live at the SD4L show. Uh, today we have a special guest in head coach Mel Tucker. Coach, how you doing? Brian, how you doing? I'm fantastic. I mean, we got we got the man here. The man with the drip. The man <laughs> who has changed the trajectory of the program. And I'm excited. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing I'm doing great. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Couldn't be more excited. We're, we're we're excited to have you, Coach. Thank you for joining us. I know you got a busy schedule, and uh, you might you might have a little something going on Friday that that you know keeps you a little busy. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. So, uh, how are the boys looking? And I'm going to ask you the dumbest question in interview history. Are we ready for Friday? <laughs> we're prepared. Okay. We're prepared. <laughs> we're prepared. Yeah, no, it's uh. The, the, I like what I see out there. The, the guys have worked extremely hard. Uh, first and foremost, the coaches do a, do a great job. And, uh, you know, they uh, they love the players. Uh, you know, coach hard for those guys every day. Our support staff, all the analysts, the GAs, quality control, you know, the trainers, strength conditioning, nutrition, operations, everyone's on the same page, working really hard every day. And the kids are, are all bought in. And uh, we've just been stacking days the stacking days preparation for this opportunity on Friday night. Coach, you know, you, you made a great comment the other day when you were getting interviewed. You talked about that you referenced the external expectations uh, have changed, but not so much the internal expectations. Uh, um, what is the confidence level of the program? Is it as high? What's different from this offseason, from the past offseason, internally? Yeah, so, um, you know, the the internal expectations have all, always been very high. And uh, I would say, like, if you, if you go back to, you know, about a year ago, uh, we, we knew that we had a good football team and uh, we knew that we had a chance to, to uh, you know, to make a run and, and, and uh, you know, have a, have a top program. Externally, though, there was there were really no expectations for us, 
And so uh, we were picked to be one of the, maybe the five worst teams in the country. And so, um, you know, we had a chip on our shoulder um, and uh, we have a, we had a lot to prove. And, and we feel the same way now. We, we still have a chip on our shoulder. We have a lot to prove. That we're finished, we're finished to pick maybe fourth. Finished to, to we're picked to finish fourth in the uh, in the Big Ten East alone, and uh, and uh, and we got a lot. We have a lot of guys back, so um, you know it's all about what we do next. You know we have to, you know, that's why we play the games. We had a really good out of season, uh, winter conditioning program, uh, you know spring ball, summer ball camp, and this year. Um, our expectations are, are, are extremely high. Uh, I think the difference being is that, you know, people people ask me all the time, when they make the comment, you're not going to be able to sneak up on anyone, uh, you know, this this year. And so, uh, you know, of course, of course we can. And we don't want to. I don't think we snuck up on anyone last year. You know, I need a lot of good coaches in this league. And a lot of, everyone knows a lot about everyone. Everyone, everyone knows what type of players we have and what type of coaching staff we have. And so, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're going to put our best foot forward, you know, each and every day. And we have an opportunity to go in the woodshed on, on Friday night and, uh, you know, and, uh, and get it done, you know, basically just, just get the job done. And so, uh, you know, we've been preparing for this moment and, uh, and I love, I love our players. I love our team. I, mean, I think, uh, you know, I think we, uh, we had to make us up a good football team. For sure. So, Coach, over the past year, as you said, internally nothing has changed. But in terms of recruiting and excellent perception of the program, the stock has skyrocketed in the last year. What have you noticed on the recruiting trail uh, this cycle versus last cycle, maybe in terms of the reception you guys are getting, the responses you're getting, just the overall energy on the recruiting trail for you this year versus last year that you're feeling? Yeah, well, now – the recruits know that it's real. It's not just a hope. It's not just talk. Um, you know, everyone I think was intrigued a year ago um, because uh, you know new staff, you know new energy, um, and uh, you know we, we have a lot of good coaches on our staff. They have a lot of experience and have had success other places. And so um, you know we have name recognition as a staff, and obviously Michigan State uh, is a football school and has a and has a. Uh, a strong reputation nationally but you know a year ago was more like okay well, we'll just wait and see we'll, we'll be watching coach you know, we're, we're going to looking forward to seeing you guys play looking forward to you know, seeing what you can do and things like that and so now um that they've seen that you know and they saw you know week in and week out it was on a consistent basis um and then we finished strong um you know the recruits are, are want to take a, a closer look you know, and they they want to uh, they want to come to campus. They want to meet all the coaches. You know, they want to uh, talk to our players. They you know everyone wants to know like how are you doing it? You know, what's it like in there? What's the culture? How do you get? How do you how do you flip it so fast? So people want to see when they get here. When they get here, they like what they see. Right. They see that it's not hype. It's not just. It's not. It's 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 real. I mean, it's authentic. It's it's uh, you know what you see is what you get. And we have a process, and, and it's uh, nothing happens by accident. Right. And we're very intentional about everything that we do, and so uh, I think that's the, the kind of uh, the buzz that you're that you're hearing and you're feeling in recruiting is that they're really good players all across the country who see Michigan State 
as a legitimate as a legitimate you know top program right coach last year you guys went and one of your first building blocks of momentum was beating miami in miami this year you guys are going out in seattle um trying to win against uh, the washington huskies what can you tell us about your philosophy of scheduling those marquee games where maybe other programs in close proximity don't have a schedule as challenging um what do you what do you say about the way you approach the odyssey the the out of conference schedule and why you schedule games in a tough manner yeah, well, you know, obviously, uh, you know, our players want to play, you know, uh, top top schedule. I mean, they right. want to play big time football. Um, but uh, you know, quite frankly, and with all due respect, you know, right now we, you know, we're laser focused on one game. Right. You know, we we have one game on our schedule. I mean, that's our focus, and it seems cliche, um, but you know, this is my 26 year <laughs> in the coaching, and. Uh, and you know, I know I know better than to uh, have uh, have a have a focus that's on anything other than the, the next game. So uh, you know, that's how we feel as a staff. That's the way it is with our with our players. Um, and again, you know, we have a, another day of practice, and, and then uh, the hay's never in the barn, and we're preparing all the way up until the uh, to, to the moment that we uh, we run out of that tunnel, and then we're gonna be. We're going to be working hard you know, for 60 minutes, four quarters in the game, you know, six seconds of play. Coach, this is not going to be your traditional interview. <laughs> we're in a – we're here. We're, we're, a, we're a, a tool and we're family. And we just want to ask you questions that we're not trying to stump or trick. And, you know, we're family to you. But uh, just curious, right, when you think outside the box. I mean, you guys have embraced social media, the program has, and really has engaged MSU Twitter. Right. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on MSU Twitter? And, you know, like, can an active Twitter base really help recruiting or is that a little overblown? No, it, it, it helps recruiting you know, big time. You know, we recruit all over the country. I mean, we've got players on our team from California, you know, Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, you know, Florida, Georgia, uh, Louisiana, you know, we're on the East Coast, New Jersey, you know, D.C. I mean, we, we, we've got guys from all over. And so, um, you know, how do you connect with those? How do you connect with those players and those parents? You know, it's, it's social media, social media. And uh, and they get a chance to see what your brand is on social media. And everyone you know, wants to be able to uh, build their brand. And if you can show that you can if you can demonstrate that you can build your brand on social media, for your own program and for your own mm. players, uh, then uh, the recruits uh, actually can uh, can say, okay, well, if they can do it for they can, if they can do it for for uh, for their players, they can do it for me. And so, uh, you know, that's 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 a big part of it. And uh, and social media is not. I mean, it's mainstream now. Absolutely. It's, it's mainstream, like Twitter and. Uh, you know, Twitter and, and, and Instagram. And I mean, it's funny. I mean, you talk, people talk about getting their news on uh, on social media, but, you know, let's be honest. We all get our news on social media. <laughs> we do. I mean, yeah. we, we really yeah, do. And, yeah, really... and, uh, and the and content, I mean, like, you know, you, you have to, you have to feed the beast. I mean, right. everyone is they're scrolling, they're death scrolling and seeing what's new, what's yeah. next. Like, you know, like, they haven't put anything out in 15 minutes. What's going on? I mean, so it, you got to keep it rolling. And, uh, but that's a part of it. And, uh, 
and you know we embrace that we embrace that i mean it's, it's the it's the new normal and uh and so and i think social media is, it can be a an advantage uh and is an advantage for us and it's going to continue to be that way we're going to, we're only going to get stronger in uh, in the social media space coach you're you're a big golfer so at first i was going to ask you just a question of four like guests you'd have to you'd like to have dinner with just golf. historic yeah golfer See, you're I'm a big, big golfer yeah you're okay. all on the yeah. social media with the cigar he, he's, and the, not, he's, and the not really, he's not really good but all right go ahead well all right brian you got you can't insult I, the guest i'm not good you can't either. insult the guest <laughs> what do you mean good good relative to how much i practice yeah. i'm a ball how much i practice hey relative to <laughs> me you're great <laughs> <laughs> it's just about what shoes you're wearing on the golf course, coach. That's what, that's all that matters. Um, so what is your ideal historical golf foursome? So basically this question is a spinoff of like, who's four people you like to have dinner with in all of history. Who's your historical golf foursome? If you had to choose dead or alive. Ooh, uh, I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, Barack Obama, uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh yeah. And, mm. uh, and uh and uh and i'll take uh i'll take al pacino okay al pacino. okay i like that one I like T- that tiger one. didn't make the top four huh <laughs> huh Excuse me? T- tiger didn't make the top four yeah, tiger I mean, Woods. yeah he can if you want to put him in there we'll, we'll swap him out maybe, maybe, maybe get him in at the turn Uh, yeah all right one similar question like that coach what are you (laughs) listening to when you're on the treadmill when you're getting work done what are your top five artists what's what's always running through your headphones oh top five artists coach you're looking buff these days i'm not gonna lie you (laughs) you know you you look a little bigger you look like you've been working out you look a little you know Talk to us. I got a medium T-shirt on, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brian's trick too. That's my trick. <laughs> yeah. No, I. You know what? I've uh, I got a little Quavo on takeoff. Mm. You know, I've been listening to the Hotel Lobby. Um, <laughs> I got a little Frozen by Lil Baby. Yes. Uh, All right. I was listening. I got a twenty-five thousand for a jacket. Gonna. I've been listening yeah. to that a little bit. Uh, I got a little, uh, a little, uh, I still, uh, with the Yo Gotti, you know, Cole Gangster, you know, okay. that's, that's still, okay. still, still hitting right. in there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's still going and, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, it, it goes on and on. I mean, I can, I, I I'm always going to dip back into, you know, I mean, Pac or, you know, yeah. Biggie. I was just listening to, to uh. Notorious Thug with uh with uh the, the mm-hmm. Notorious B.I.G. and uh, yeah. the Thug Sluggish Bone from my hometown Cleveland, Ohio, man. So oh, I was just yeah. listening to that from the radio show, man. So yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> and, and but, you know, I had some Jimi Hendrix on the other day, uh, you know. So you're versatile. Yeah, whatever, whatever I can get my hands on, man. I mean, like you know, it, it you know if it sounds if it sounds good <laughs> to me. Then you know, then I'm a, I'm gonna play it, you know. But there's certain things like pregame, you know, that the you know that uh, that I like to listen to. That's right. Yeah, he he got little baby and he got gunna name dropped oh. in this interview. This is an A plus interview. Oh, we, this is a- the peak. Absolutely, <laughs> Co- coach. You brought 
you know, you brought a certain swag to this program, right? And and a lot of us believe that defining moment was after that Miami game when you talked about, you know, dragging opponents into the deep waters, into the deep end with the pain, the pressure, the struggle, the strain, the weight room. And that's kind of like that. And a lot of our eyes, we believe, uh, rebranded the program. From that hatched the deep end, the deep waters. And... What, was that intentional, or was that something that you? This is this is this is the the mantra of the program. Well, you know, it it, uh, it was organic. You know, um, you know, our mindset here is relentless. It's high velocity. It's nonstop, and we believe in hard work and and, and grinding, and you know, and uh, you know, you know, playing Michigan State football. But you know, um, it, that was a that was a. And we talked that whole week about. You know about you know where we knew we we're in great condition we had a we had a plan for the heat you know and uh that we uh that we studied in the, in the out of season and we implemented that plan you know during fall camp and so we knew that uh we knew that we would be able to play uh, a four quarter game a four quarter game and be and be strong in the fourth quarter and uh you know we uh we wanted that we wanted to be a fourth quarter game you know, we wanted it to be that, and uh, and so uh, you know that was part of our plan, and, uh, and and we and we talked about it, you know, you know during the week, and uh, you know we showed you know we showed our players the uh, you know it video of uh, you know you know alligator dragging a you know dragging a gazelle you know off the bank and you know snatch them into the deep water, taking them out into the middle and just disappearing, mm. you know. That this is what you know. This is how it's got to be. It's got to, it's got to be that in the fourth quarter we have to, uh, we have to get stronger and stronger as the, as the game goes. You know, we we can't. We're we're not going to cramp. You know, we're we're not going to. You know, we're, we have a plan. We're best conditioned, and you know, and Trevor Mawad, you know, passed away. Um, a good friend yeah. of mine he passed away that you know that week mm. uh, of the game, and uh, you know he's uh, you know it's part of our program, and you know that was a tough week for us. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, you know, so it was, uh, you know, nothing's nothing's uh, ever going to be give, you know, given to, to to us. And I mean, it, anything you want in life, you're going to have to fight for it. You got, you know, you're going to have. To, we always ask our players, you know, you know, what do you want and what are you willing to do to get it? And uh, you know, there's going to be pain. There's going to be disappointment along the way. And, you know, you come off a two or five season, you know, and uh, you know, and then you're, you know, you're you know, fighting, scratching, clawing to put together a football team and. You know, bring guys together and and uh, build a culture and and uh, you know and and, and just uh, you know and, you know expectations not being you know real high, but uh, you know we, we have a really tight knit football team and uh, you know our, our program is built on toughness and it's built on uh, you know hard work and, and grinding and uh, you know pain tolerance, mental and physical, you know things like that and uh, we believe uh, you know football is meant to be played. You know a certain way you know it's old school it's uh the name of the game is hit and uh and you know body blows and wear people down you know and and and, and be able to win games be able to win close games be able to uh, win games in the fourth quarter be able to uh you know when it's uh when it's when it gets uh when it gets tight and uh you know people are uh you know and 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 it's uh it's down to the wire you know not flinching you know not flinching you know, just you know, just just standing in there, 
and just uh, and just plowing forward and believing in the process and playing the next play in a relentless manner. You know, so our players believe in that. You know, that's what we we talk about. We practice that way, um, and uh, and so that you know it was very organic. You know, and, and and we talk about that's how we talk about playing football, and then we practice that way. You know, so if if someone, you know, you know after that game they asked me about you know that game, and you know. I'm just being, you know, just being truthful and honest about, you know, how we feel about about the game and how we felt like it went down and, and you know, where we, um, you know, what our plan was. And, that, and it's just as simple as that. Huh. Yes. Coach, you're, you're a process-driven individual. The program operates in a process-driven manner. Um, can you take us behind the scenes on uh, what a typical Mel Tucker day looks like in the offseason, what your daily routine kind of is? Um, I know a lot of successful people, they sort of have a routine they stick to. They have a way of doing things. What is your day like morning to night? In the, in the out of season? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No day is the same. Okay. No day is the same because, yeah, it's uh, – I would like to say that I have a routine, but in, in my that's profession, true. that's not possible. That's not possible um, because uh, you know, in the out of season, uh, most of what I most of what I do is not coaching, right? You know, per se, like on the field coaching X's and O's. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fundraising. You know, there's a lot of uh, community service. You know, there's professional development. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, you know, we do a, a lot of, you know, charity work and things like that. And, uh, and we have to, uh, and we have to do things to connect with our, with our community, you know, and then recruiting is, uh, you know, it's, it's every single day. And so, uh, and, you know, it, it takes a lot of different shapes. And so, uh, you know, one day I may be, one day I may be in the office, uh, all day and, and, uh, doing what people think that a typical, uh, football coach would do. And then the very next day, or maybe the next few days, I'll, I'll be out of town and I'll be from city to city, you know, talking to alumni groups and, and uh, you know, flying a flag in Michigan State and maybe, uh, you know, recruiting and uh, things like that. Or I could be, you know, doing a you know, charity golf event or something like that or speaking to a, to a group or maybe shadowing one of our, you know, one of our, uh, you know, one of our, our major supporters. Uh, you know, trying to learn from the best, you know, CEOs, mm. you know, guys like, you know, Matt Ishbia and, and Steve St. Andre and, and uh, you know, Greg Williams and, you know, trying to learn how to, how to, you know, how to become better, become a better leader. And so, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's really no, uh, no set routine. Um, but the bottom line is you got to get better every single day, you know, mm. every day. Oh. I have to ask myself, you know, what, you know, what am I doing to, to move the needle for Michigan State football? You definitely named three great leaders and great supporters of this program. And uh, one thing that Justin and I um, marvel at is uh, your riddles with the local media. Western <laughs> Michigan's a rules game. And uh, it takes what it takes in aggregation or marginal gains. And, and you got all these quotes and slogans. And they'll ask you a question. And you and everybody's looking at each other like they don't know what the hell's going on. Are you going to ask them about the two deep and the fullest injuries, Brian? Because you're not going to get yeah, it. Yeah, we're not going to get an injury report. <laughs> we're not going to get a two deep report. We're not going to get a kicker report. And that's what we don't want. But it's amazing. When we watch from afar the way you handle the local media and the way that uh, you get everybody... <laughs> You got everybody talking to each other. 
about <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? And and it, and and it's it's an art. It's an absolute art. Did you learn that from Nick Saban, Kirby, or is that just you? Uh, I mean, I think that's just me. I mean, I try to answer the questions the best way that I can. Um, what do you I mean the best be- way that you can? Come on, coach. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if, if someone asks me a question, you know, I'm going to answer the question. And if someone say, says to me, you know, they ask me about, you know, like, uh, you know, what what are your goals? Uh, like in spring football, I'll tell them like, you get better every day. Every guy get better. Is you know, aggregation of parts of game, like micro I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, he's not lying. He's not he's lying. Not, he's not wrong. No. <laughs> this is this is like what we're this is no this is actually what we're telling the players. Right. Yes. This is what we're telling the players. I mean, we're telling yes. the players, you know, neutral thinking. You know, we're we're, we're you know we're we're teaching that. I mean, in yeah. here. I mean, like I'm I'm telling the I'm telling the, the the media, like the same thing I'm telling the players. Right. You know. So I um, love it. So in the in, the, in you know. I think we can see that the players aren't saying what is, what is, what's he talking about. They're, they're <laughs> You're here. right. Yeah, yeah they, I can even they're, attest. They're around, us, they're yeah. around us every. They're around us all every day, and then we yeah. we actually have have more time to explain in great detail. You know, you know what it is to to you know what it is what it means to to have a mindset to get better every day, and, and how do you go about it? And what does it mean? And, and what is neutral thinking? How do you apply it? You know, things like that. What is a relentless mindset? You know, thing, you know, things like that. Like, well, how, how do you get that done? And so, because there's, like you said, there's a process to everything. So, um, I just one of the one of the local media guys last year. He said uh, he said he made a, he made a statement saying that I was the uh, like I was the most boring. I was like the uh, I think he said boring or uh, something. Something was like you know he couldn't get anything out of it. I said listen. I said look look. I'm sorry. Okay, but uh, if you you know. I, I'm answering the question, you know, that I, I'm being upfront with you. If you, you know, I'm not giving you one word answers. I said, like, if you want, if you want to go, like, if you want to, uh, you know, like a, uh, like a, a, a comic deal or something like that, you got to go, go cover somebody else. Like a shock jock type deal, like, you know, <laughs> one, one word, you know, yes, no, and next, then you know where to go to get that. I mean, it's, 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 and I, I said, hey, listen, if, and if I'm not, if if if, you, if I'm not getting give me enough, then like I know there's a I know there's a a week between each game, so I know it's tough to, to have content, and you know, so I said, just tell me you need more, you know, <laughs> I I'll give you I give you a little more if I can. Well, I mean, you know. I, yeah, and, so, and I can attest to Coach saying that, that that's exactly what they're telling the players, that they're with around all the time. But also, I asked the 2023 commit uh, a tight end what, what his message is to Michigan State fans on the season. And his exact quote to me, word for word, was, we got to be relentless, we got to keep chopping, we got to stack the days and make sure there's an aggregation of marginal gains. This is a recruit that has maybe, I don't know, spent four or five days around Coach in the program. So he's, he's, he's definitely telling the truth when he says that's what he's telling I, the players. I mean, I'm, I'm walking around. I'm telling my clients that, Coach. I mean, so I mean, you got you got us all bought in. But one last question, and we'll let you go. And uh, do you want to weigh in on um, any biblical prophecies about your quarterback? And uh, any opinion on Roe v. Wade before we let you go? 
Just curious. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have any uh, any uh, thing to say about those things. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we have a, we have a singular focus here, and that's on that's Friday night at Gibbs Western, and so uh, uh, no, absolutely not. I love you, Coach. We love you to death, man. Coach, we'll be at the Woodshed Friday. We love you, and uh, we're going to be there, and the Woodshed's going to be rocking, and uh, we can't be more excited, and we're we're so happy to have you. So uh, Appreciate your time, Coach. Thank Thank you, you. Coach. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you. Coach Mel Tucker joining the show tonight. Good night. Go green. We'll see you Friday. We'll be chopping on Friday in the Woodshed. Take care. Yes, sir. So SD4L, Coach, baby. Absolutely, yes, SD4L. Coach Tucker here. Thanks for joining us, Coach. You got uh, it, Take care. Coach, uh, Coach uh, joining us here yeah. tonight. No, I'm telling you, he is a treat, man. <laughs> Absolute. Yeah. Absolute treat, you know. So so fun. Yeah. So fun to have him here. Yeah, especially when you get him, like, outside of the presser and he's just talking yeah, to you and he knows the, the, you. The and, whole, you know, yeah. the whole, the whole kind of, you know, just out of the, the element of just the typical mundane press right. conferences and stuff. So, yeah. real quick, let's jump to the beginning uh, and talk about the season opener against Western Michigan. Yeah. And run through that real quick. Number yeah. 14, Michigan State. Season kickoff versus Western Michigan Friday yeah. night. What do you think, Justin? Talk to us. Yeah, so we're going to, I guess, look into some of the keys keys of the game here. Um, and the thing that sticks out to me is when you kind of look at an opponent like Western Michigan where um, new offensive coordinator, you don't entirely know the scheme and, and what entirely they're going to do, you start to gravitate to kind of the central rules of the game of football. That's what Coach Tucker was saying in that in, when his press conference. And um, when you're looking at an opponent that's in the MAC, where you can't take them lightly, uh, but also you should be able to win off of talent, you're in a situation where you have to make sure that you get out to an early lead. You don't want to give them hope for too long. And also in this case, that's a bigger deal because Western is starting a quarterback with zero career starts, and he's playing a night game on the road at the woodshed. And you would like that quarterback to try to beat you through the air. They've lost Caleb Ellaby. They've lost um, Sky Moore. They've lost uh, wide receiver transfer uh, Jalen Hall. They've lost these pieces in their aerial attack. And if you can get out to an early lead and make Western Michigan pass the ball, then I think you're in good shape. And then there's a video that um, our producer Owen is playing for previewing the Western game.
Well, Chet's going to be electric Friday night. Yeah. Cannot wait. I think some of the keys are there's no turnovers in minus territory. Yeah. Got to make them drive the field, right? Right. Clean, crisp. The first game is very important for clean, crisp, no penalties, um, get to the line, no delay of games, no turnovers. Those are some of the things that are very important. Yeah. And then we want to see how the offensive line performs, right? I mean, controlling the line of scrimmage, I think, is going to be important. You know, one of the things to watch, I believe, is the offensive line and how they develop throughout the year and how, many, how, how deep our, our line is as yeah. it relates to the game. I mean, these are some of the things that, uh, that I think are extremely important. Um, yeah. get out to that early, I, like you said, you get out to that early lead, right. control the, the turnover battle. And then controlling the line of scrimmage, I think, are two of the, three of the things that we really yeah. need to focus on. Right. I agree. Some of these sound like generic keys, but like I said, when you have an opponent of theoretically lesser talent, you ha- that those central rules always apply, no matter the style of the opponent, no matter anything else. You need to be able to make them drive the whole field, which is a cliche, no turnovers. But especially, like I was saying, with the new quarterback, you want them to go 80 yards, 75 yards on every single time that they try to score on you. You don't want to give them the short field and things of that nature. Other than that, you don't need to have Peyton Peyton Thorne throwing for 400 yards. You don't need him throwing for 350 yards, though it would be nice. You just need to adhere to those principles of getting out to an early lead and making them beat you through the air with the long field. And, um, yes, I do believe the offensive line needs to have a good game, like Brian said, because if you what Western has a smaller defensive line than most of the teams in the Big Ten, so if you can't kind of bully them a little bit this week, then that wouldn't be promising. So I agree, Brian. Those are, those are my three keys. Players to watch. Talk to us a little about the players to watch this game. Yeah. I think um, the first one you kind of just have to gravitate to and just say it just because I think he's Michigan State's best player, and that's Jaden Reed. And Jaden is um, the guy that – Transferred in from Western, as we all know. How ironic, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's coming in from Western. Last year, he was uh, one of the best players in the nation. He's a Blitnikoff Award watch list guy this year. He's going to probably be Michigan State's most reliable offensive weapon this year. So he's naturally going to be a player to watch. Um, up next, I have the running back duo, both Jer- uh, Jalen Berger and Jarek Broussard. Um, those are two guys that I not only want to see how they do, but also the usage rate and see like how many carries each of them get when you have a two headed monster like that. Um, they might look to feed the hot hand. They might look to keep it 50 50. So we'll see those guys have kind of complementing skill sets. One is more the elusive one cut guy. And then Berger, who's highlight you see right here on the screen. Um, he's a guy that will just, uh, plant his foot and try to go through the hole has great vision. Uh, won't make as many guys miss as Jarek, but he's a guy that's going to get you every yard that's blocked for. And then there you see Jarek Broussard just exploding through the line of scrimmage. I think he has a little bit of Kenneth Walker to him in terms of Mm. wiggle. Um, and he runs stronger than his weight. I don't know if he has the top, top gear that K9 has, but he has that wiggle to him, that eraser element to him at the offensive line. You know, Jacoby Winman is, uh, Somebody that I'm excited to watch play. Yeah. He's much ballyhooed, much uh, somebody that uh, coming from UNLV made a lot of plays. And we're going to see him come off the edge. And how they're going to use him is going to be very interesting. Look at that move. Look at it. Get under. Like that, that, that's an NFL move. When yeah. you, duck under, you duck under that tackle. That's an NFL move. What, what are your, wow. your takes on uh, Jacoby Winman? So Jacoby is very interesting to me for multiple reasons. One, because when he was at UNLV... In 2020, he was a defensive end, Brian. So he was a down rusher, a defensive end. 
and he was all Mountain West Conference honorable mention. Then in 2021, he switches to inside linebacker. And he becomes all Mountain West second team after he switches positions to mm. linebacker. So what that tells me is this guy is a very, very good defensive end that led his team in sacks, was all Mountain West honorable mention, then goes to linebacker and has an even better season, according to the conference. And I, as a result, want to see how they use him in addition to how he plays because he has a lot of versatility. So we got to see the usage and the versatility. That's what intrigues me about it. You him. know, one one he- storyline heading into this game is uh, Thorn versus Thorn, right? Yeah. I mean, QB, QB1 and his dad's on the other sideline. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, Peyton Thorne, obviously Michigan State's starting quarterback. That was there last year. Um, I've been there longer, but starting as of last year. He's a guy that gets to go up against his dad this week. Um, Mel Tucker said that he did not help him scheme against his dad. Um, But at the end of the day, it's still going to be a cool storyline to watch. Um, Jeff Thorne obviously has has been a long, successful coach in Illinois. um, And it's going to be interesting to see. And it should be, all right? I mean, you look at Peyton, the way he's matured, the way he's played, and then his dad obviously is, uh, you know, very well-respected coming from D3. I would – I just think it would be so cool. I I would – I mean, I'm coaching my son now. Yeah. Right? Coaching against my son, that would be uh, something very difficult to do. But uh, also the new defensive front scheme, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, kind of what I was saying when when Winman uh, was brought up. This is going to be very intriguing to me because they have um, a lot of really really good linebackers and not as many proven defensive ends this year. So you can do a lot of things with that. You Jeff Petrowski is going to be a very very useful reliable defensive end. On the other side, do you want to start Chris Bogle, play him a lot of snaps? Do you want to maybe put Winman in a stand up edge sort of configuration? Um, do you want to try to just rotate in a defensive end out for a stand-up edge on just third down? Do you want to be a full-time edge stand-up scheme? So that right there, how they line up in the front, as well as who the starting linebackers are, since they have so many good ones. You have Aaron Brule, you have Cal Halda, you have Darius Snow now at linebacker, Jacoby Winman, Ma Teote, Ben Van Zuman. You have six linebackers that can play substantial snaps. How do they balance that? Do they play all of them at linebacker? And just what is that that rotation going to look like? That's very intriguing to me. Very, very intriguing, you know. And uh, we'll, um, what do you call it? Um, I know a coach was in here earlier, but uh, it was funny watching that funny talk video talking about Everybody yelling in the headset. You yeah. Know. Do we have that video real quick? You I just want to cut chaos on the headsets. You can't have you know a guy that thinks he's Brent Musburger and he's going to commentate the game. You know <laughs> while the game's being played and the coordinator can't make the call and can't get the down and distance, can't get the hash, can't get the personnel because this guy you know he, he's he's out of his mind. You know watching the game. We've all had some. We've all had some. We've all had our Brent Brent Musburger moments. You know. You know. I mean, you know, stuff happens, and guys like, oh, my God, look, he's wide open. What, what, you know, we don't need that right now. Give us the down and distance. Give us the hash. Give us the personnel so we can make the call. Next play, you know. Never, never, <laughs> never, never. Calm, cool, and collected, just like I am in the press conferences. 
<laughs> I think that might be the best Mel Tucker tidbit since he's been hired here. Standing. That is, I mean, because if you ever had a headset on, you hear 20 people yelling in yeah. the headset and having that Brett Musburg. I could see myself <laughs> doing announcing. Look at him go. Ten. Five. I mean, I, I could actually see that. And, you know, if you're the head coach, people don't realize. They wonder why a head coach, the clock management, sometimes bad, delay of games. Mm -hmm. There's so many people yelling in a headset about third down, fourth down, do we go for it or not? It's, it's, it's controlled chaos. So mm -hmm. when we're watching on TV and we're saying, how did they let the, how did they let the play clock run out? Yeah. Or, or why, is, why are we calling a timeout? The punt team's not on. Mm -hmm. Or the PA team... PAT team is not on. Mm -hmm. This is why there's so many people on a headset. You know, that's why coaches now have in-game coordinators where they're right. next to them to manage the down and distance and the clock. Yeah. It's it's just, it's, it's controlled chaos. Yeah. But it's so true, right? I mean, everybody, <laughs> I would be the first guy in their microphone yelling, uh, yeah. acting like Bratwurst Burger. So <laughs> that's a great, great, honestly, great tidbit by coach. You yeah. Know? Shifting yeah. gears to basketball. MSU basketball. Yeah. Second-ranked class, uh, class in America. Yeah. This Talk is, a little bit about that. Yeah, this is a uh, updated um, class ranking now as of this week. Um, ESPN updated their ranking for, um, I guess, their entire class, but mainly Xavier Booker was the big jump. You see on the top right over there all of the changes that you see um, to the rankings. So Xavier Booker is now third in the nation. Jeremy Fears is 34th. Cohen Carr is 60th. Garrick Norman is 74th. So according to the 24-7 industry average composite, that is four recruits for Michigan State basketball that are top 75, and that puts Michigan State behind only Duke. And um, Kentucky is now third behind Michigan State, Ohio State fifth, Oregon sixth. And in this update, that brought Xavier Booker to being the third uh, player in the nation, which makes him the highest ranked commit in the Tom Izzo era. I think maybe going back to 2000. Um, but yeah, at, at the very least, the highest ranked Tom Izzo commit in the last 23 years, if not the highest ever. Do we have that tweet? Did we show it already? Yeah, that was yep, I that got was you. up there. Yep. So when you how do we managing expectations, right? Yeah. That's a very that's a very good question because um, when I was at MSU my freshman year, that was Jaron Jackson's freshman year, and he came in five star status, everyone expecting the world of him. He was a guy that was still just growing into his body, as you saw with the foul troubles and whatnot, but he was a guy that um, social media and everyone was holding him to a high standard. Um, he would hear this noise on a daily basis. And when you see somebody like Xavier Booker come in, similar stature, similar profile, now five-star status, highest ranked of the Izzo era, these labels, you got to understand that at the end of the day, there's not a lot of freshmen that come into the Big Ten and carry teams right away. If you're expecting Xavier Booker to come in and put up 20 and 10, and if not, you're going to go on Twitter and make a lot of noise at him, at coaches then you probably should right now start to prepare yourself for sort of a grace period, an adjustment period. If Xavier Booker comes in, averages 12 and 6 for the first few months, he was, wouldn't be a bust. He would be somebody settling into the conference. So right now I would, I would advise fans, despite the labels, despite the buzz, don't expect Xavier to come in and carry this team to a title in, the, in his freshman year. And if not, throw labels at him or make all this noise on social media so hard as Kalapari found out how many times can you win a, a natty right make a run with freshmen right usually when you when you run in the tourney there's a there's an experience laden team and so while this team will you know will be talented you can't teach experience so right. it'll take time but uh, the future is bright 
Coach Izzo definitely looks invigorated. Yeah. Um, he it looks like he's, he's just like I've been saying forever. He's got to be here for life, <laughs> and he's on a contract for life. Yeah. So that's going to happen. So we're really excited about that. But um, skipping uh, skipping back to football. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited to see how the offensive line develops. Yeah. Brian Green, um, Spencer Booker. I want to wow. see. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Spencer Brown. Yep, yeah, yep, Spencer yep, yep. Brown. I'm sorry. Yep. And I'm looking to see. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I want to watch uh, X play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darius Snow. Yeah. I'm excited. Brian Green. I want to see how he comes in and develops. Yeah. And then uh, Brule. Yeah. Winman. Those linebackers. Barker. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot yeah. of talent on the edges. You got uh, Trey Mosley. You got Keon Coleman. Mm-hmm. You got uh, obviously Jaden Reed, and you got a QB one who can throw him the ball. And so we got a lot of talent on the edges. I mean, really, when you talk about the speed this team has, Broussard's got the speed. You got the thunder and lightning in the backfield. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, got a D line that's really can can hold its own. Mm-hmm. Amir speed in, in the back end and some of the corners. You know, it's going to be really fun to watch this team develop. I personally believe this team will go as far as the offensive line goes. Right. And how we develop the depth. And, and and we stay healthy, hopefully, with, with the, the, the starting five. And, and if we can develop seven or eight that can play, I think this team can make some noise. So we're going to go one game at a time. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I forgot to ask Coach about uh, are we covering the spread mm. on Friday? Probably not a good question to ask Coach, don't you think? Mm, yeah, he might have answered. He's a very sharing, open guy. Uh, he could have been. I mean, what's the spread? 20, 21? <laughs> up 17 on the six-yard line? Mm. Are you kneeling? Or are you punching it in? Right. What right. do you think, Justin? He's got to think about the donors. The donors? Hey, I'm the, sure alumni, they have money. Yeah. the alumni want the their minus 21. This is true. Are you punching the ball in? Or are you kneeling on it? Got to keep the donors happy. So I would, hope, I would hope for his sake that he punches it in. I would. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen... Thank you for joining us tonight. I am Brian Mosalem, along with my co-host, Justin Thin. You are watching SD4L show, Spartan Dogs for Life. Thank you for joining us. Good night. Go green and God bless. It was a huge weekend for Michigan State sports. Hi, everybody. I am Owen Ozas with SD4L, bringing you Owen's MSU Weekly Update. It was a huge weekend across the board, going undefeated for all sports. Let's dive right into it, starting with women's soccer. On Thursday, women's soccer picked up the dub 7-0 over CMU. Kohler had two goals on Sunday. The Spartans also picked up another win as Lauren DeBow picked up her third goal of the season in the match. Now flipping over to men's soccer on Friday. The men's team was able to pick up the win against Army 2-1. Captain Will Perkins picked up his first goal of the season to help the Spartans get the win. And then on Monday, they did suffer a loss 3-2 against number 4 Notre Dame. Jack Beck did make it interesting though as he had a goal on a penalty kick. Flipping over to field hockey, on Friday, the Michigan State Spartans picked up the win in an upset victory over number 21 American. 3-1 was the final score. Emma O'Neill had a big contribution. She had two goals in this one. She also picked up a third one on Sunday with the win against St. Louis 6-1, where Ellie Rutherford also had two goals as well for the Spartans. 
And now finally for volleyball, Michigan State Volleyball, of course, getting that brand new head coach with Leah Johnson, a brand new home as well. They now play their home matches at the Breslin Center for the first time playing there since 2010, where they took on Louisiana and the Auto Owners Insurance Invitational, taking down the Raging Cajuns 3-2. Meredith O'Gorman, she had 20 kills. Leah Moore had 20 as well. Zoe Nunez, she had a career weekend where she picked up her 4,000th career assist and also her 1,000th career dig this past weekend. On Saturday, the Spartans won again 3-2 against EMU. Aaliyah Moore and Meredith O'Gorman led the Spartans with 16 kills. And on Saturday in the nightcap, taking down Fairfield 3-0. Rebecca Boljan led the team with 15 kills as she was massive for the Spartans. Until next week, let's look in to see what the final call for the Michigan State Spartans were on Friday, getting their first win for the brand new head coach. Now Nunez to Moore! What a kill! And the Spurs get their first win of the season! First win of her young career! Coach Johnson, congratulations on your first win as a Spartan! Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 